The Spotlight edition of the Security Ledger podcast is sponsored by LastPass. For more than 47,000 businesses of all sizes, LastPass reduces friction for employees while increasing control and visibility for IT with an access solution that's easy to manage and effortless to use. From single sign-on and password management to adaptive authentication, LastPass gives superior control to IT and frictionless access to users. Check it out at lastpass.com. Podcast. I'm Paul Roberts, Editor-in-Chief of the Security Ledger. In this Spotlight edition of the podcast... They change the password every couple of weeks, but I know where they write it down. Those are grades? Yeah. I don't think that I deserved an F. Do you? If you look back at the seminal hacking film, 1983's War Games, not much about the technology will seem familiar. The computer monitors are monochrome, there are modems instead of wireless internet, and five and a half inch floppy disks to store data. But one bit of technology will be all too familiar, the password. High school student David Lightman, played by Matthew Broderick, makes a game of finding and using them, hacking into his school's grading system, and eventually guessing the password needed to access a backdoor account on a military supercomputer. More than 35 years later, the security of a discomforting number of modern IT systems and networks is protected by the same flimsy and vulnerable defense. But how do we finally ditch a password and embrace something stronger that's resilient, easier to use, and also harder to abuse? The solution may be closer than you think. To talk about it, we invited Yasser Masudnia into the Security Ledger Studios. He's the Senior Director of Product Management for Identity and Access Management at LogMeIn LastPass. In this conversation, Yasser and I talk about some of the struggles that organizations are having abandoning passwords and the trends that are moving them towards a passwordless future. I'm Yasser Masudnia, Senior Director of Product Management at LogBean. Now I'm focusing on LastPass product offering for businesses. I think everyone uh, knows LastPass as a password manager brand uh, and initially started focusing on consumer and um, everyone who wanted to have a security concern and they wanted to uh, secure their personal password. LastPass has grown from that business to a more enterprise and business focused password management solution. We still have a great uh, offering for consumer, but we have a bigger portion of our revenues from companies and businesses that they secure their users' password and then you, their users' access. Everybody complains about passwords, uh, how many of them they have, and that's obviously one of the reasons that uh, LastPass exists in the first place to help manage all those passwords. But also, of course, you know, passwords are you know frequently reused; they get stolen and used in attacks. Talk about some of the challenges that organizations, enterprises have um, managing identities and passwords. Sure. So there are still. Um and what I, the numbers and the statistics that I'm going to tell you about today, it's based on our research into the status of password status in 2019. There are still employees reusing one password 13 times over different accounts, and um, and they, they there is a big need in organization to share password and pair employee. There are six passwords 
that are shared in every organization. Um, so we'll see the password sharing needs uh, still exist, and there are a lot of use cases that people need to share their password. Also, um, people are reusing their password. It's funny. I am. I just. Uh, I watched the movie War Games with my uh, teenage daughters uh, over the weekend, which is obviously from the early 1980s. And um, passwords play a big part in the uh, War Games uh, plot as well, right? He uh, He's able to obtain the password for the uh, school's computer system to uh, change his grades. You know, they're kind of written down on a little slip of paper on the secretary's desk. Um, so these th- this technology, uh, passwords, has been with us for, for more than a generation. It has, and it's becoming a bigger and bigger problem. There has been solution like a single sign-on and that the industry tried to use single sign-on solution and things like that to address the password solution. And to some extent, they did. They helped. But they haven't managed to eliminate the needs of password, and they haven't managed to completely reduce the password. And we see, again, in 2019, with adoption of single sign-on, even today, in larger organization, average employee has 25 passport or account that they need to enter password for. And that number, uh, when it goes to the smaller organization, the small and medium size, it jumps from 25 to 85. And the biggest reason for that is the lack of SSO adoption in mid-sized market and smaller organization. Yeah, that's a pretty surprising number. Um, first of all, suggests that larger companies are actually doing a pretty good job with single sign-on and consolidating some of that, but also really gives you an idea of uh, how complex it is, uh, particularly at smaller firms. Okay, so you talk about the movement towards passwordless security within enterprises. Take us down that road. What does that look like when you achieve it? You need some fundamental requirements for a passwordless solution that we need to address. And those fundamental questions and requirements are, first of all, it has to be more secure than password. So you cannot replace password with a solution that is in security wise is not as secure as password. Then you have is of use. Users, they used to um, reusing a password. Now you want to push them to you adapting more secure authentication method or a passwordless method. It has to be easy solution for them to adopt that. A lot of cases when we are talking about passwordless solution, we are talking about using user sensitive information like biometrics or location and things like that to deliver the passwordless experience. And if you want to do that, then you're touching the sensitive information and the privacy of user comes to this uh, picture and you need to make sure that you respect the user's privacy and how you handle that. Obviously, you want to make sure that passwordless solution works with their existing infrastructure. And obviously, there are some break glass scenario that we can, I can walk you through it that we need to make sure uh, a comprehensive passwordless solution covers those break glass scenarios as well. And what do you, when you say that, when you use that phrase break glass scenario, I mean, I think we all kind of intuitively understand what you mean, but what, what, what are those practically? If you're using a phone-based authentication and leveraging a, a multi-factor, a passwordless multi-factor authentication on the phone, then you need to make sure when the user is offline, they can also log in. 
when they are sitting on a flight and they have, let's say, they get a connection for their computer or they, both their computer and their phone are not connected, they can access their account. And you talk about um, continuous authentication. Um, what, what do you mean by that? When I'm talking about delivering the more secure solution and something that is easy to use, a big part of it, um, yes, we have initial authentication. You can use biometric to access the accounts, but the next phase of uh, needs and challenges would be around, okay, now you let's say you just authenticated me to access my computer. Uh, how can you trust me to go use my applications on the web or access my VPN or access my network uh, at work uh, without requiring every time for me to get authentication authenticated? Or if I'm, let's say, logged into my computer or a web account, how can you make sure 30 minutes from the initial authentication, one hour after I logged in, still it's me that I'm using the solution, not someone else uh, sat behind my, my computer. Let's say I walked into go to a meeting and left my computer unlocked and someone else take over my computer. And that's what we call behavioral and continuous authentication. And we wanted to look at how the user interact with their phone and with their computer, the pattern of their touch, how they use their mouse, the pattern of using mouse, how they hold their phone, how they touch the screen. And based on that, use that behavior profile of user to continuously authenticate the user. So if I walked away and forget to lock my computer and someone else said, behind my computer and obviously their pattern of type and most movement would be different, then we can realize there's a change in the user's behavior and require another authentication or require another biometric authentication or limit the user's access to, to certain resources. You're listening to the Security Ledger podcast. This spotlight edition of the podcast is sponsored by LastPass. For more than 47,000 businesses of all sizes, LastPass reduces friction for employees while increasing control and visibility for IT with an access solution that's easy to manage and effortless to use. From single sign-on and password management to adaptive authentication, LastPass gives superior control to IT and frictionless access to users. Check it out at lastpass.com. Where do you find that as you know, as LastPass comes into these organizations and also as you start talking about this movement towards becoming passwordless, um, how do you integrate with those existing investments and how much of an obstacle is that to uh, realizing this vision of being passwordless, you know, the kind of legacy IT investments that organizations have made? First thing first, we wanted to do integrate SAML integration and our single sign-on capability would allow us to integrate with any application that covers a SAML um, uh, protocol. Uh, and uh, and it's compatible with SAML. Uh, same thing for OpenID Connect and L uh, and OAuth. Then there's a next phase of it uh, that uh, application that they do authentication through LDAP radio server, and that's where we developed our our universal proxy, which is basically a reverse proxy uh, and integrates with any solution that use. LDAP or RADIUS protocol for authentication and um, 
and they basically they are connected to LDAP or radio server. We can have that proxy intercept the connection of application and authentication server to get the request, and then we take care of passwordless authentication and return the same LDAP or radius protocol response to the application, so user can log in without password. A couple of months ago, um, before the end of the year, we also launched our uh, workstation login, a passwordless workstation login. Now you can use LastPass MFA to log into Mac and Windows devices. Or even if you have other identity provider solution in place, we can simply our MFA can sit on top of those uh, their existing um, uh, identity provider and bring the passwordless experience to their existing um, single sign-on or identity solution. You know, it's so interesting. I mean, um, I think one of the things that has really moved these conversations along, of course, is the advent of uh, smartphones, right? And the integration of uh, biometric sensors, uh, whether it's, you know, facial recognition or thumbprint recognition, you know, within these uh, platforms, within these devices that pretty much everybody has with them, right? And it's it's, it's kind of, I know they didn't start that way, but it's it, they've ended up really becoming, uh, uh, you know, a platform on which you can then build these next generation authentication uh, solutions, right? How do you see that? Because um, obviously those those platforms are continuing to evolve and add new uh, types of capabilities and sensors and features uh, beyond what they already have. And we've seen obviously with, you know, in the last couple of years, the introduction of, of facial recognition on uh, Apple and Android phones. Do you see that um, making it possible to do, uh, you know, to kind of achieve passwordless uh, quicker than, than you might think otherwise? Yeah, I, it's a good point. So uh, the focus is for us as that, yes, as you mentioned, we're going to have more option coming up on the work, uh, even in, on your computer and laptop, you're going to get more options also on your phone and tablets. And as a consumer uh, or customers, you should be able to use those with uh, to log in wherever you want. And that's our strategy behind using biometrics. And we use the biometrics. How we use those biometrics is that the biometrics of the user are is uh, secured on the user device, either on the phone and later on if we do it on the workstation, on the workstation. Uh, and we don't have access to that. And the customers and employer who buy the product from us, they want access to the user's biometric. User biometrics are secured on their device owned by themselves. And uh, if they want to allow us to leverage that on their device to do the authentication, we can. But we, in no way we can access those biometrics. And once that and all of those biometric authentication happens locally on the user's phone, that means they don't share any piece of uh, their biometric with our servers or our customer servers. It's all secure on their devices. Authentication are done locally on their devices. Once they, once we do the local authentication, then we extract some information like using PKI authentication or generating or one-time token based on the time and location of the users and you getting their device device signature. And we use those information to do another um, layer of authentication that we call it hidden 
hidden multi-factor authentication behind the scene. So user would experience biometric authentication and they, they experience it on their device. They don't share any biometric with us, but we do behind the scene, we generate some token when we use PKI technology and things like that uh, to use non-sensitive information from the user device to complete the authentication process. This way we are delivering a more secure solution and also it's an easy of ease of use because we have we have all of us i think a lot of people have experience using their face uh, face id or fingerprint on different phones this it's they, the user will have the same experience but with the higher level of security while we respect the user's privacy and we don't you we basically we don't move around any biometric information or use any biometric information Outside it's device. interesting. I, you know, th- we, we were talking about sort of the smartphones and, and just the, the various ways that those in some ways have provided a platform on which we can build more accurate authentication using biometrics and by leveraging some of the data that's collected from on the on sensors on those devices. But it is tricky because particularly these days, I think consumers are sensitive about what is being tracked on them, even if they don't change your behaviors that much. They're certainly sensitive to the idea that they're being monitored and tracked by their mobile device or or their Alexa at home or what have you. Um, and there is this kind of like uncan- uncanny valley of authentication where the more passive you can get um, and continuous you can get with uh, monitoring and authenticating people, the, the more wary they get. How are we going to manage the trade-offs there between really leveraging the data uh, and doing kind of passive authentication um, without creeping people out. Authentication and basically identity space uh, in terms of respecting user privacy is more mature than other spaces like, let's say, marketing. Uh, and uh, why I say that, because uh, a lot of effort like you see around FIDO or you see around using biometrics are done around doing that locally on the mm-hmm. user's device. That means we don't uh, transfer that sensitive information of the user to a server, to our server or, or to our customer server. Everything is under control of the user. And that's the message that we need to communicate with, with our customer and consumer that if you're using biometrics uh, for accessing your computer, it doesn't mean that you're sharing that with Big Brother or us or, or your employer. Um, all of those are, at least in our case, are secured on your device. And at any point, if you wanted to cut the access to those um, capabilities, you can. For us, a passwordless uh, entails that it, at your employee, call the users. Uh, we wanted to move to the direction that the user never need to at least type a password. Our focus is to eliminate the need of password and existence, but in some cases that is not possible. Then the combination of passwordless authentication plus a password management, zero knowledge password management solution, that delivers the same level of security and same ease of use for the users. Professor Masudnia, thank you so much for coming on and speaking to us on Security Ledger Podcast. It's always great speaking to you. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. 
Yasser Masudnia is the Senior Director of Product Management for the Identity and Access Management Unit at LogMeIn LastPass. You've been listening to the Security Ledger Podcast. This spotlight edition of the podcast was sponsored by LastPass. For more than 47,000 businesses of all sizes, LastPass reduces friction for employees while increasing control and visibility for IT with an access solution that's easy to manage and effortless to use. From single sign-on and password management to adaptive authentication, LastPass gives superior control to IT and frictionless access to users. Check it out at lastpass.com.